Good evening, everyone. This is KE0 LMX, Tim from Cottage Grove, Minnesota, and I'm your net control for the Motorcycling Special Interest Net for July 28, 2017. Before we begin the net, is there any emergency or priority traffic? Please key up now. Nothing heard. Welcome to the Minnesota. Welcome to the Motorcycling Special Interest D Star Net. This net meets here on Reflector 61 Bravo, also known as the Truckers, Travelers, and RVers Reflector, every Friday night at 7:30 p.m. Central Time. I would like to thank the Beach and Inland Group of the Emergency Amateurs Repeater System, aka Big, Ar Big Ears, for use of this repeater reflector. The purpose of this net is to focus on topics specific to all aspects of motorcycling. This net will not specifically focus on any make, model, or riding style. Ultimately, the discussions and topics will be driven by what people are interested in, be it riding stories, technical discussions about riding techniques, or motorcycle maintenance, great roads and locations, and how to integrate amateur radio and motorcycling. It's all fair game here. The format of this net will be a period of check-ins, followed by an open roundtable where topics can be discussed. This is a controlled net. Please direct all your traffic to net control. Any and all licensed amateur stations are welcome to check in. So let's see who's listening. Stations who want to check in, please call KE0 LMX now. And 6XDX. Victor Echo 6 Delta Victor. KV0ZSG. Oh, this is KD5NDU. KC9SIO. Okay, we're off to a good start tonight. I'd like to acknowledge the following stations. VE6DV, N6XDX, KB0ZSG, KD5NDU, and KC9SIO. Any other stations that wish to check in, please key up now. W4KMG. Okay, we picked up one more, W4KMG. So let's go to the top of the list and stop and talk to Jeff, VE6DV. Jeff, go ahead on the MC SIN Special Interest Net. Hello, good evening, Tim. Good evening, everybody else from the net. Good to hear everyone checking in thus far. It's uh, been a beautiful day here in Edmonton. If I had a bike, I'd certainly want to be out and riding it. 
Uh, temperatures are probably in the uh, low to mid-80s, so fairly comfortable today. Anyway, just getting dinner on the stove. I will be listening, uh, so I just wanted to check in and out and, uh, and check out the new net. Good, uh, good job so far, Tim. K0LMX, V6DV. Well, thank you, Jeff, and thanks for stopping by and saying hi and checking in. Um, by the way, uh, Jeff also is net control for two other D-Star nets. Uh, Jeff, would you like to uh, fill people in on what you got going on there? Oh, sure. I appreciate that, Tim. Yeah, on Tuesday evenings at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 0-100 hours UTC, is the D-Star Users Net. meets every uh, every uh, Tuesday evening. And on, uh, on the cancellation reflectors, uh, most often used would be XRF002 Alpha. And on Saturday evening, 6 p.m. Mountain, 0 hundred hours UTC, is 100 watts in a wire D-Star net. Same reflector, XRF002 Alpha. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate the plug. Back to that control, K0LMX V6DV. All right. Thanks again, Jeff, for stopping by. And uh, I'm a regular on both of Jeff's nets, and I highly recommend them to everybody listening along. Um, usually great amounts of information and uh, great discussions. So thanks, Jeff, for stopping by. Uh, next, we'll go to Todd, N6XDX. Welcome to the Motorcycling Special Interest Net. Go ahead. Uh, good evening, Tim and the group. Uh Todd and 6XDX in Southern California, where it's always a beautiful riding day, even when it's a bad day. Um, still retired from riding, uh, haven't done it in a while, but you found a way to get me more active in nets, so congratulations. It is a, still is a big interest of mine as a ex-rider and ex-motorcycle safety instructor. Um, always, uh, interesting to see what, uh, people are talking about. Uh, back to net control. Well, Todd, thanks for checking in, and uh, it's good to know we have a safety instructor along. <laughs> you know, if the topics tend to drift that direction, um, it would sure be great to have your input on any questions that people might have uh, in that specific aspect of motorcycling. So glad to have you along. Thanks for checking in. Next, we go to Connie, KB0ZSG. Welcome to the Motorcycle Special Interest Net. Take it away. Okay, V0 ZSG. Good evening, Tim, and everyone else on the net. Good to uh, get to check in uh, with y'all again this evening. Doing a great job, uh, Tim. And uh, I keep uh, promoting this uh, this net on uh, on my uh, net on Sunday nights, uh, which is the International D Star Net, and it's at 7 p.m. Central Time on Earth Selector 1C. Be glad to have y'all come over and say hi to us. But I do try to promote it on the all the nets that I check into. So hopefully it'll uh, keep on uh, growing. But anyway, enjoy getting to check in. I don't own a motorcycle. I used to have a, a four-wheeler, and then I had a, uh, a little Honda XL80, which wasn't, it was a little uh, bitty bike, but it was fun to ride. And uh, But I enjoy riding on a bike, just don't have one to uh, to drive. So I prefer being on the back of one instead of uh, hanging on to those uh, handlebars. But uh, anyway, um, just good to check in. It is uh, 
94 degrees here, 106 is the heat index, so definitely on the warm side. And we were supposed to see some rain, but we haven't seen any, uh, but very humid out too. So it's one of those days, but not uh, nothing like Qatar has. Uh, they, uh, I think they've been up in the 120s, 100, up to 140 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, so definitely way too warm for me. You know, I'll hand it back over to you, Jim, and uh, thanks for, for doing the net this evening. Well, Connie, thanks for stopping by, and thank you for uh, plugging the net in all those different locations. Um, I know a lot of times I am busy, actually, during that uh, international net, but it's one of the ones that's been on my list for a long time and uh, been meaning to check in there for quite a while. And hopefully you uh, get to that heat on there okay. I know I've been in Texas in the summertime. It can be uh, it can be pretty oppressive. And uh, hopefully that uh, clears up for you soon. It gets a little better weather, a little cooler anyway. Thanks for checking in. Next we go to Stephen, KC9SIO. Take it away. Good evening, um, Tim and everyone on the uh, Motorcycling Special Interest Net. Uh, name here is Steve here in Southwest, here in uh, Champaign, Illinois, about 140 miles south, miles south of Chicago, uh, with a 9051A plus running a tenth of a watt by D-Star Hotspot, of course consisting of a Raspberry Pi T2 uh, running D-Star Commander 2.1 with a DV Mega. Well, uh, it's been a pretty good day today. Uh, not as humid as it has been as it has been lately, so it was a pretty good day to go have lunch and come home <laughs> but anyway uh not too much else uh, I'd like to invite everyone on here to come over to uh thirty eight Charlie on Monday nights at nine p m central time for the raspberry Pi d starnet that's of course where we talk about the raspberry Pi that's of course that little computer about the size of a pack of cigarettes. And the operating systems that can be used along with it, such as Merrill D-Star, D-Star Commander, and a whole host of others. And of course, we do have Facebook groups for these nets, for the, uh, Raspberry Pop, for the international D-Star net, we have www.facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash international D-Star, and for the Raspberry Pi D-Star net, we have www.facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash D-Star dot Pi and Pi, of course, is spelled P-I, Papa, India. And, uh, well, just in case, uh, Justin KD0QZR doesn't pop in, I'd like to invite everyone on here, also invite everyone on here to come over to uh, the Truckers, Travelers, and RVers, D-Star Net, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time, 0-100 hours UTC, right here on, 60, on Reflector 61 Bravo. And to get to their page, just uh, on Facebook, just type in D Star R E F zero six one Bravo and it should come up with truckers, travelers, and RVers right in the in parentheses. And just send them a request to join and they'll get you in. Madmen will get you in. And with that, um Tim, I'll turn it back over to you, everybody have a great week and I'll catch all of you next week if I don't catch any of you anytime sooner. Uh K E zero L M X and the um Motorcycling and Special Interest Net from GC9SIO is 53 all the way around.
Okay, well, that was a uh, a great bunch of information there, and there's a new NEN there I didn't know about on 38 Charlie. Uh, that was Mondays, and it was the Raspberry Pi net, but uh, my pencil wasn't moving fast enough to uh, get the time written down. Uh, could you uh, come back with that again, KC9SAO, K0LMX? Uh, for the Raspberry Pi D-Star Net, it's um, 9 p.m. Central Time, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time on Reflector 38, Charlie. Okay, I caught it that time. <laughs> uh, it was just so much stuff going on there at one time, I, I was uh, scribbling to keep up with it. So thank you very much for all that great information and sharing with everybody. And... Um, I screwed up. I jumped the list. So now we're going to go back to David, who actually checked in a little quicker. KD5, NDU. Welcome to the Motorcycle and Special Interest Net. Hey, on and then. I don't got a whole lot here. The temperature over here is 76 degrees. We've been in the, off and on the uh, showers over here. That's uh, that's some thunderstorms. Looks like uh, running through Memphis right now on the on uh, Highway 40, if anyone is traveling that way. Uh, better than that. Okay, David, thanks for stopping by and uh, checking in. Uh, we really do appreciate it, and uh, come by next week. You're always welcome. Next we go to Chris, W4KMG. Welcome to the Motorcycle Special Interest Net. Go ahead. Well, good evening, everyone on the net. Uh, this is Chris in Auburn, Alabama. Um, haven't been doing much riding lately. My KLR is down at the moment. I think the um, gaskets and the petcock underneath the tank have dried out because now when I fill it up with gas, I've got a little bit of a drip back there. So I think that little um, that diaphragm in the back may have dried out or cracked or got a hole in it or something like that. Other than that, just... Um, it's been raining here. We had a thunderstorm pass through last night and had one this uh, this afternoon, too, so it hasn't been real great motorcycling or jeeping weather. Um, so, But, you know, last year we had a great summer of not a whole lot of rain, and I guess now this summer we're going to get a bunch of rain. But we'll just we'll hang in there and enjoy on those nice days. Um, other than that, that's all I have for, for tonight. We'll be back to net. Okay, Chris. Thanks for uh, stopping by and checking in. Uh, sorry to hear about the bike being down there. Uh, hopefully the uh, the parts are inexpensive and easy to replace. I know a lot of times that uh, it can be kind of difficult, and then certainly jack up the prices. You know, if it's, if it's a motorcycle or an off-road vehicle or a boat or an RV or anything like that, the prices just skyrocket real quick. Hopefully the weather improves for you down there too. So thanks for stopping by and checking in. And that is the bottom of my list. I'll take uh, one more pause here to see if anybody else wants to check in. Otherwise, we'll uh, proceed into the roundtable portion of the net. Any further check-ins before we go on to the roundtable? Call KE0, LMX now. Okay, nothing heard there. So we will move on to the roundtable discussion. Um, 
way I think I'd like to do this, and this this is what I hope really becomes the the meat of this net. Um, what we'll do every week is um, I'll either I'll have a topic ready in case I don't get a suggestion, but first I want to throw it out to the net and see if anybody has a specific topic they'd like to bring up regarding motorcycling. Uh, again, any aspect of motorcycling you might be interested or have a question on uh, that we can throw out to the group. I won't pretend to know everything, but uh, hopefully somebody in the group does. So again, if uh, you have a topic, uh, go ahead and key up now. Otherwise, I'll uh, use the one that I came up with on my own, K0LMX. Okay, I got V6DV. Jeff, go ahead. Hey, Jim. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I'm not a, a motorcyclist myself. However, one of the things that I have uh, great concern over is educating drivers to watch out for, for people on motorcycles. I'm wondering, uh, my question, I guess, for the for the net would be, what would be the best way of doing that? I mean, I've seen campaigns on TV, you know, talking a little bit about it, but it's really not out in the forefront. And I'm always hearing people, uh, you know, emergency for first responders sent, being sent out to motorcycle accidents where people just weren't paying attention. So I'm just kind of wondering. Yeah, and it's my turn, 61 Bravo. Okay, Jeff, I think we uh, we had uh, something happen there near the end of your transmission, but I think I got the general gist of it. Um, and you're right, It's uh, as a motorcyclist, it's always a concern for me uh, to, to uh, realize that I'm invisible or to consider myself invisible. So there's always a number of riding strategies that uh, motorcyclists employ um, to try to be as visible as possible. And you might have seen people doing this around you on the bike. Well, they will they will ride in the left track of the motorcycle to stay in the driver's rear view mirror or in the center mirror. Um, and generally, we stay out of the center of the lane because that's where the uh, road debris and uh, oil and grease tends to accumulate. Um, but it's actually on the freeway. It's it's probably the safest place statistically. Um, but then you come to inner city driving, uh, and the uh, the most terrifying thing for a motorcycle rider is the left hand turns, because really it's your most vulnerable position at the at a four way light where you're taking a left hand turn, and that seems to me to be the uh, the biggest point of risk. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, high visibility clothing is only so effective. Um, I'm sure maybe you've heard people say something like loud pipes slave lives, um, but that's a little dubious as well, uh, because as you know, motorcycles coming up from behind, you often don't hear that. Um, but I'll throw the question out to the net, because I know we had somebody out there that was the, uh, the former safety instructor, so let's throw out to the net. Anybody else have any other ideas for uh, what could be done uh, to help uh, entertain or, I'm sorry, educate uh, the public and make it come to the forefront even more? Kaiser all next to that. Okay, I got two of them there, so I'll take them in order. WA7 IDO. Oh, I'm sorry, that was an unlink. My mistake. But uh, Chris, W4KMG, go ahead.
Uh, I completely agree with you as far as writing like you're invisible. Um, I try to be very conscious of not writing in someone's blind spot. Um, if I see someone who's pulling up like to an intersection, I always assume that they're going to pull out in front of me and I, I'll usually cover my brake or something like that and be prepared to stop or always be looking for a way out. Um, I keep it in gear when I'm sitting at a red light and, and watch my rear views in case someone's coming up behind me. Uh, another thing I do, and I've read this online also, is a lot of times the single headlight on a motorcycle throws off people's depth perception. So that's why some people pull out in front of motorcyclists because they only see the single headlight and it's hard to judge how far away that that motorcycle actually is. So what I've done, I put some LED driving lights that you can just pick up at Walmart or any auto parts store. They're actually mounted down on the bottoms of my fork legs to give me, well, it gives me a little bit more light and it makes me a little more visible. Uh, and uh, hopefully it will help with that single point of light depth perception problem that it seems like a lot of drivers have. Um, and that's, that's just my two cents. And so far, um, it's worked out for me, but uh, W4KMG, I'll be back in that. Okay, thanks for that, Chris. And uh, I think you bring up a really good point there. And I think I've heard this in many different places about the uh, the lighting on the front of the motorcycle. And I think what you'll notice, too, is that when people add those lights on, they tend to add them low and far apart as they can uh, to increase the space between the lights to uh, try to aid in that depth perception. And another interesting thing that I didn't know, and this kind of applies to my S1000XR, where, you know, it's got two headlights that are mounted on the fairing, but they're very close together. And one of them is the high beam and one is low beam. So only one of them is lit at any given time. And apparently the reason for that was that the two lights in very close uh, proximity to one another actually was even more detrimental to that depth perception. Um, so now one of them's off. So you flip the high beam and the high beams and the low beams come on, but normal driving uh, just the low beam on the left side is on. So it, it actually kind of looks like I have a burnt out headlight, uh, which actually might help me get seen a little more too. I didn't think about it that way. But, uh, Jeff, we didn't really get to, uh, you know, what we could do to raise awareness, but we ended up talking more about, uh, writing strategies. Um, uh, anything else you want to add in there? No, I, I really can't think of anything offhand that would help educate the public other than maybe having a few more kind of questions on the driver's exam, getting people to think about it a little bit more. Uh, I, I really don't know. I don't think there's an easy answer other than uh, than just try to come up with a way to educate the general public. Anyway, thanks, Tim. Back to that, V6TV. Okay, Jeff, and thank you for the question. It was very good, and uh, I think we had some good conversation about it. Um, we'll give another pass. Uh, anybody else have any other topics that they would like to bring up to the net? N6XDX. Okay, we got a couple more, so I'll take them in order. Uh, N6XDX, Todd, go ahead. All right, thank you. I was just going to add on on uh, on Jeff's um, 
question is that you know the biggest thing is is visibility, whether it's uh, headlights, um, making sure you have the the right lights and they're actually working. Uh, the pulsating headlights sometimes tend to work because they grab people's attention without being too distracting. Uh, good visibility, like colored clothing, and uh, and being prepared for anything possible. I, I would always tell people, especially when teaching, is that you know when you're riding, you're you're being a you should be an offensive defensive driver. So basically, you need to be prepared for anything as being defensive, but you need to be prepared to be offensive to take whatever actions necessary. And uh, lane placement is big, big, big. You know, you need to be in the best part of the lane that will get you seen and also get you out of the situation, which is kind of hard to explain unless you've been out there doing it. Um, and that's about it. Back to next control. Okay, thank you, Todd. And yeah, it's it, uh, the lane placement thing. Yeah, it's always a little tricky for uh, uh, unless you've been out there. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, com constantly scanning the road and constantly worrying about your lane position and using the uh, C method. So, you know, scan, evaluate, and execute. That's always the best way to get it done. Uh, always be aware and always be uh, vigilant of your position, and uh, don't hang around next to eighteen wheelers. And I mentioned that because next we're going to uh, KD0QZR, and the name escapes me, and I apologize for that. Uh, KD0QZR, go ahead. Hey, Tim, good evening. And uh, good evening to everyone on the net. Name here is Justin. Julia Uniforms here at Tango, India, November. And I am a mobile 18 wheeler driver, currently sitting in uh, Lordsburg, New Mexico. And from a truck driver's standpoint, I'll just throw this out there. I think most of you guys riding motorcycles do a pretty darn good job at being seen or heard or riding in the proper, you know, side of the lane. But out in California, where I spend a lot of time, and there's a lot of bikes, and I've seen a lot of fatality motorcycle accidents, it... Those guys out there seem to have a death wish. They ride stupid, and they ride down the zipper right next to a uh, semi. And the biggest thing I can say about riding next to a semi is the road is not flat. The road is not smooth. So if we hit a pothole or a rut in the road and the truck gets upset and you're riding down the zipper, which I'm really certain that none of you guys do it that is the world's worst spot because me pulling a tanker that liquid never stops if you take a half full bottle of water and hold it in your hand horizontal and shake it back and forth you don't have to shake it very much that's what the inside of my trailer is doing it never stops so if I've got 7,500 gallons in there in a 9,600-gallon tank. You, you see what I'm saying? All that movement. And if I hit a rut in the road and the trailer gets to shaking a little bit, it could move from side to side every bit of a foot. And I've seen some of these guys riding down the zippers that if that were to happen, my trailer would have just smacked them. And it, it would very easily 
be a fatality accident. I mean, even in cars, I, you know, I see it every day. I think education is the big thing. Education for drivers coming up in, you know, new drivers, teenage drivers. The problem in this world today, I believe very strongly, is cell phones. Put your damn cell phone down. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have said that. Put your cell phone down and drive your car. Or drive your pickup or whatever. I mean, I see truck drivers doing it every day, too. You know, riding down the road with their phone in their hand on the on the steering wheel. It's frustrating. It's deadly. And it, it's just, uh, I, I think it boils down to better education. Y'all be safe out there. And I'm going to go grab me some dinner. 80-0-Q-Z-R, Lordsburg, New Mexico. Well, hey, Justin, thanks for checking in. And uh, sorry about forgetting the name there. Of course, I got the brain lock because I knew exactly who it was, and I just didn't put two and two together yet. Uh, so thanks for checking in. Thanks for stopping by, and thanks for all the great advice. Um, I don't think people really appreciate, um, even, and this is goes for cars and motorcycles, both. Um, you know, both the stopping distances involved as well as, you know, all the potential spots where you can actually hide. I know a lot of the newer rigs today have uh, more mirrors in different places than they had before and maybe even some camera systems, but you can't depend on that. Um, so my general advice for approaching or getting anywhere near uh, the biggest roads in the truck when you're in the smallest vehicle on the road, um, give them space, you know, get past, don't linger alongside the vehicle, the, the semi and, uh, you know, pass it uh, one half mile an hour faster than the truck is going. Um, you see cars doing that all the time. They get their cruise control set and they take two and a half, three, four miles to get past the semi. Uh, don't do that. Um, if you're going to pass, pass with authority. Get out of there and uh, get plenty of space out in front before you come back over because uh, you sure don't want to have uh, the, the short stop thing going on with the semi. Uh, Justin, thanks again. Uh, anything else you wish to add? K0 LMX. No, I appreciate you picking me up, Tim. I'm just sitting here doing a weekly reset in the truck stop. Forgot about the net. And happened to look over and see the meter on the uh, radio all the way to the right. So, oh, shoot. So I figured I was going to jump in here before I went out and got something to eat. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tragedy in California, the things that I see every day with motorcycle riders and, and cars and and everything else it's you know i i do my best when i see motorcycles coming up behind me i, I go all the way to the right as far as i can go and uh of course i'm i'm what they call a white line driver anyway i try to stay as far to the right of the lane as i can and i try to stay in the right lane so uh not only to protect myself but to protect other motors give other motors more room around me and that, that's a key element there in passing the semi that you touched on, Tim. So if you're going to pass the semi, get out there and get around it. Don't mess around beside it because uh, there are uh, 14 to 18 big tires on these trucks. And when they go flat, they don't just go flat. They explode. And that's something I uh, pounded into my young nieces when they started driving. Uh, don't Don't hang out around trucks, especially on a motorcycle, because... If these tires blow, they blow. 
and I've seen them take out windshields on cars and, and everything else. So the tire tread coming off one of these tires at 65 mile an hour could be very deadly as well. But uh, I'll turn it back over to you, Tim, and uh, I'm going to go get something to eat. 80 0 QZR, Wartsburg, New Mexico. All right, Justin, thanks for stopping by, and thanks for the tips, and uh, enjoy your dinner. Um, one last thing I thought of what he was talking to is uh, when you're behind the semi, and if you get frustrated because uh, of whatever speed they might be going isn't your own, um, it's important to remember that uh, a lot of the fleets have those uh, trucks capped at certain speeds. They're only allowed to go at a certain speed, and that may not actually be at or exceed the speed limit on, in the, uh, in, on the road you're on. And uh, there's also a lot of telemetry in there, so um, the fleet managers know exactly how fast those trucks are going. So uh, something to consider when you're getting a little hot under the collar because you're stuck behind the semi. Um, they may not have a choice. They might have it all maxed out. So thanks again, Justin, for stopping by. Um, so we'll throw it back out there. Uh, we've got another topic on the net. Any questions, comments, anything else that uh, we want to talk about tonight? Uh, call KU0LMX now. Okay, let's go back to Chris, W4KMG. Go ahead. Hi, Tim, everyone else. Uh, it's Chris and Auburn. Uh, just one thing that we kind of touch on since we're kind of on the safety subject is gear. Um, you know, as I get a little older and ride, put more miles on two wheels and see more things, wear the stupid gear, wear the helmet, the jacket, the pants, the boots. I see all these guys. I see a lot of guys out there on these uh, rice burner crotch rockets, uh, and I used to ride them too. But they'll be in flip flops and shorts, t-shirt, and maybe some uh, some helmet they picked up at a novelty shop down there on the beach. Um, and you know, you, a lot of the sport bike riders have a, a, a saying, "All the gear, all the time," and it's true. Um, if you wear a helmet, it might save your life, but if you're not wearing the rest of it, you may wish it didn't. And uh, I've been down in Florida where there's no helmet laws. I've been down there on Bike Week. Um, I've seen some nasty fatalities down there. Uh, I used to work law enforcement, and now I volunteer with the fire department. I've seen some pretty bad motorcycle wrecks where guys are out there hot riding in a T-shirt. Um, when it comes to skin or asphalt, the skin's going to lose every time. So, I mean, that'd be my two cents since I've been out there riding for quite a while is wear the gear. Uh, it may be hot. It may be uncomfortable, but it's a whole lot better than the alternative. W4KMG, back to net. Okay, Chris. Yes, very good points. Um, interestingly enough, Minnesota is a uh, non-helmet law state, uh, so we get a variety up here. And, uh, you know, we also have a variety of uh, different levels of gear riding. And, yeah, we have the... Uh, uh, sport bike riders, and it's always baffled me how you can, why bother putting on a helmet if you're wearing a tank top, shorts, and flip flops? You know, that's just amazing. I mean, the minimum I'll go out on, I have my, uh, my jeans, my over the calf, uh, boots, um, I have uh, several different kinds of jackets, uh, you know, all the way from full mesh to full leather where I can insulate up, and, uh, they all have, uh, armor and padding in them, so if the unthinkable does happen, um, I can survive as best as I can. 
and uh, you know your survivability without a helmet uh, plummets rapidly. Um, so the only thing I, you know, being in Minnesota in a non-helmet law state, it's kind of interesting. I know there's people who wear helmets all the time, such as myself, and then there's people who never wear helmets, which I can understand, sort of, right? Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, in this state, it's still your choice. Uh, but what I don't understand is the people who sometimes wear helmets. <laughs> like when you you get up in the morning and uh, decide, oh, you know, today I'm going to get in a horrifying accident, so I'm going to put my helmet on. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't quite, I don't quite understand that logic at all. Uh, so thanks again, Chris, for your comments. Um, always very good points on the safety aspects. Um, anything else for tonight's net? Any further comments, questions, or anything else? Uh, call Kiki Zero LMX now. Okay, we've got David, KD5, and you. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, say I agree with uh, Justin what he was saying about the 18 wheelers earlier. Uh, I drive a tanker uh, truck myself, and uh, that's about the worst place you can uh, uh, ride right next to is on the side of them, uh, because. Uh, uh, anything can happen with them things. Uh, I know I'm, I'm my tanker. Uh, ain't nothing for the, uh, the liquid inside to make you, uh, make the trailer go side to side. And, uh, the other thing you have to really watch out is the steer tires on the front end. One of them things blows. Uh, where side blows on, they'll come, they'll come right out over in the next lane, uh, sometimes. You have to really watch it, uh, on riding on the side of, uh, semis. If they inspect it, keep from doing it. Yeah, that is amazing. You know, um, uh, Jeff was talking about, uh, you know, increased awareness and driver education about being around motorcycles. You know, the same thing could almost apply to 18-wheelers. You know, people just don't realize um, the amount of weight they're talking about, they're, you know, the amount of inertia that can be generated inside the trailer, um, the tires exploding, I know one of my favorite shows of all time, Mythbusters. They did a they did a, 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 a bit on the uh, the retreads exploding, and you know it'll take your head clear off. So if you're on a motorcycle, if you don't have the protection of a car, so yeah, so there should probably be some you know extra instruction around uh, how to handle yourself around 18 wheelers too, because you're right, people people just don't seem to get it, and you see it all the time, and it's absolutely chronic. So. It's good information to get out there. Um, at least the people around here that are listening in will uh, will hear the message for sure. And uh, yeah, thanks for your thoughts on that, uh, KD5NU. Thank you very much. Um, anything else? Anything else for the net? Okay, we've got Todd N6XDX. Go ahead. Yeah, I think well, you know, I think one of the biggest things is um as far as, as riders and drivers of, of all sorts out there on the highway mixing with everybody else is one of the biggest things is is don't be in a hurry. Uh is probably one of the things that we should pass on to the especially the youngsters as they're coming up is that is never be in a hurry because if you're in a hurry you stop thinking about the things that you need to be thinking about, like, you know, not running into things and, and avoiding other, other people. But um just wanted to bring uh, 
bring that one up. And to me, that, that that's one of the biggest things is don't be in a hurry. Just think about what you're doing, and and you'll be fine. You can you can uh, you can still go fast and not be in a hurry. And you can go slow and be in a hurry and do stupid things. So it's um, that was about it. In six XDX. Okay, thanks for that, Todd. <laughs> I like how I like how you put that. You can you can go fast and not be in a hurry, and that kind of describes me most of the time. I like to uh, maybe push the boundaries of the uh, speed limits. You know, take take out the speedometer error, as it were. And uh, but yeah, yeah, just remain calm and uh, don't get a hot head, and you're going to be in a lot better shape, and uh, you'll be a lot less frustrated when you get to your destination as well. Thank you very much, Todd. Anything else? Call KE0 LMX now. Okay, nothing heard. But I think that uh, that net worked out this time a lot better than last week uh, since I completely forgot the round table. Uh, because I got kind of tied up in doing the check-ins. But I think this, uh, in my opinion anyway, I think this worked out a little better. Uh, it's a little more fun to have the participation in the back and forth and just to listen to a bunch of check-ins. I uh, hope you all agree, because uh, I think we're going to keep with that format. Uh, before we go, um, here's some D-Star Nets you might be interested in as well. Uh, Jeff already mentioned, Saturday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time on Thanks Reflector 2 Alpha is the D-Star Users Net. Saturday nights at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on Reflector 53 Alpha is the Iowa D-Star Net. Sunday nights at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Reflector 53 Alpha is the Minnesota D-Star Net. Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time on X-Reflector 2 Alpha is the 100 watts and a wire net. Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time on this Reflector 61 Bravo is the Truckers, Travelers, and RVers net. This concludes the July 28, 2017 Motorcycling Special Interest Net. This net runs every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time here on Reflector 61 Bravo. I'll now declare the net closed and turn the reflector back to normal amateur use. Thank you to everyone who checked in or simply listened along. 7-3 from your net control, KE0, LMX, Tim in Cottage Grove, Minnesota.